This is the Flying Field Podcast. Flying Field Podcast is a service of rcplaneviews.com and the Flying Field blog. This is episode 119. Technology. The good, the bad, and the ugly. This episode was produced the week of March 31st, 2013. Hello modelers and welcome to this edition of the Flying Field Podcast. It's been a bit breezy in the Phoenix area this March. Several of the old timers at the Flying Field have mentioned an increase in the number of breezy days compared to years past. Some mornings have started out nice, but by 10.30 or so, there's a brisk wind. I can't wait for the sun to start rising a little earlier, which makes for a breeze-free dawn patrol. A couple of items have passed across my desk from a couple of different sources in the last week or two, suggesting that it may be worth a few comments here on the podcast. The first item has to do with hardware. It shouldn't be a surprise when a new technology that becomes as popular as AS3X, or what is more generally known as flight stabilization, the use and application of that technology will grow. In the micro models from Horizon Hobby, AS3X proved a great complement to those models, allowing them to fly like much larger airplanes, as I've discussed a couple of episodes ago. That same technology has been put into larger models now, like the new Vision Air from ParkZone. Now, add to that new Spectrum receivers with AS3X technology built right in. That means that any aircraft can enjoy the benefits of flight stabilization. By any, I mean any electric aircraft. Spectrum specifications limit the new receiver to non-gas, non-glow, or non-turbine powered airplanes. Of course, a popular innovation inevitably means others will join in. A flying buddy recently gave me a version 1 edition of the flight stabilization module from Orange Brand from Hobby King. I haven't tried it yet, but plan to. Early bugs resulted in what is now version 2 of the same standalone stabilization model. Reviews on RC Group seem to be mostly favorable. Then, in the last day or two, I got an email announcing the 6-channel Orange brand receiver with the stabilization module built in. As with Spectrum, you can now add stabilization without extra parts and those pesky servo connectors with plugs on both ends so that they can be plugged into the pins on both the receiver and the stabilization unit. The flying buddy who gave me the STAB module moved on to another stabilization system by yet another manufacturer, the telemetry leader Eagletree Systems. He's mounted the Eagletree unit on one of the new Avastar Elites by Great Plains, which, interestingly, is reviewed in the most recent edition of Fly RC, as this podcast is recorded. Using a Power 46 by eFlight and a 5-cell battery on the Avastar, He's shown me how the Eagle Tree system, when turned on, the model almost lands itself after he sets the proper power setting way back out on final. Rock steady, right on the center line, even with a bit of crosswind. Not to be outdone, Nitroplanes and its sister site, Hobby Parts, 
have stabilization models too. Theirs are bare circuit boards, but come with the servo cables to connect the receiver and the stab unit included. In the case of these less expensive products, the degree of stabilization on each axis is set by adjusting the potentiometer or pot for each axis with a small screwdriver. The new Spectrum Receiver's AS3X system is adjusted using your transmitter's control sticks. Most folks recommend getting your airplane trimmed up mechanically and with the appropriate degree of trim in the radio to be able to fly hands-off and then insert the flight stabilization system into the mix. You'll know how your bird flies and will be better able to set the stabilization module from a known set of performance parameters. These systems are a real improvement over the airplane gyros of just a year or two ago. Really amazing. Together with airborne telemetry and data recording, the modeler with an interest in detailed performance of his or her model and a love for computers and data processing can really keep busy tweaking and adjusting the components of his or her setup. The other item that caught my attention had to do with the AMA. I stumbled on one of the smaller message boards out on the internet and noticed an AMA post. What was interesting was that someone had added a rant expressing his dissatisfaction with the AMA and, in response, another contributor wondered what had caused him to post on a message thread that had been dead for several years. But then he made an important observation. More on that in a minute. A few days later, I got a survey from the AMA. It was a pretty typical organizational self-assessment survey with questions about how I felt about various AMA services and areas of interest. The final piece to this puzzle came from a recent newspaper article where the FAA sent a cease and desist letter to a guy using a quadcopter with a camera to take photos of various properties he was involved in the sale of. So let's put these things together. Hobbyists have some strong feelings about the AMA, both pro and con. Some of the more libertarian among us really chaff at the safety rules and restrictions the AMA publishes. Others really value the insurance products that make it easier for clubs to maintain flying sites, as well as the personal protection that is layered on top of your homeowner's or renter's insurance, liability, and theft coverage. I'd like to suggest that right now, the AMA's most valuable service occurs in Washington, D.C., as it works to keep all manner of federal bureaucrats from regulating the hobby out of existence. I think I'm safe to say that in years past, the greatest threat to the hobby was SMS, or Stupid Modeler Syndrome. I'm sure you can think of examples like someone who thought it would be okay to fly an 80-pound, one-quarter scale cub over a Little League game, or when someone else thought having full-scale and RC airplanes share the same runway at the same time would work out okay. Well, it didn't. While some may rightly claim stupid modeler syndrome is a factor in government regulation, the big threat now is simply a government that feels compelled and entitled to regulate anything and everything. While flying site assistance and insurance coverage are important, I'm convinced that the AMA lobbying efforts are the single greatest service it provides to the hobby, and it's worth being a member for that reason alone. 
I didn't intend this to be an AMA commercial, and I'm not being paid to talk about the AMA. It's just that when you put together the reasonably priced high technology components, airplanes, and occasional numbskulls, having other AMA members around to remind them of safety and security and privacy issues might make the difference in keeping your field and hobby safe for the future. When I show up at the field, I am truly impressed when a modeler has put together an FPV model with GPS-based autopilot or the really cool return to launch point program embedded in a multi-copter. I'm not only bowled over by the relatively inexpensive hardware, but also the skill and imagination of the modelers who make it work. At the same time, I get really concerned that someone who is either thoughtless or evil intended might do either physical damage to something away from the model airport or political damage to the hobby when they try to do some auto-controlled flyby of some local landmark that spooks the public and draws the attention of some local or national politician who's more interested in getting him or herself on TV than working in the interest of his constituents. It seems to me that now more than ever, technology really amplifies the impact of stupid modeler syndrome. And we, responsible modelers, need to stand tall and let the SMSers among us know when they're being, well, stupid. Let me get off my soapbox and let's move on to events. There's some big events on the horizon you might be interested in. Coming up soon is the Big West Coast Radio Control Expo, or RCX, in Long Beach, California. Their website is rcx.com, and it has all the information. It's early enough to get discounted tickets online through the site. Sponsored by the biggest names in RC, you'll be able to see not only the latest in RC aviation products, but also RC boats, cars, trucks, and all the rest. If it's RC-related, it's probably at RCX. As winter bids farewell, don't forget to look for local events that can prove to be a lot of fun. Club fly-ins, fun flies, and open houses are a great way to connect with other modelers and see what's new in the hobby. There are event calendars on both RC Groups and RC Universe, not to mention the long list of events in the closing pages of the AMA magazine, Model Aviation. Well, that brings us to the close of another Flying Field podcast. Links to the products mentioned in this episode can be found in the show notes at www.flyingfieldblog.rcplaneviews.com. Click on the podcast category on the right side of the page. This was episode 119. Until next time, happy modeling and fly safe.